Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this main house production. Here on Merely Role Players, we improvise stories for your entertainment and our own, and we use role playing games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming. Because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This episode is part of our current main house production, Vigil Bad Dog. To tell this story, we're playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat. So, please take your seats in the main house. Tonight's production is about to begin. Vigil, a merely role player's main house production. Bad Dog, Act 5 of 5. Hi there, my name's Alexander Pankhurst and I play Graham the Summoned. Graham's just your average accountant who happens to be a demon and is destined to bring about the apocalypse. You know, just your regular, average stuff. I'm Ellie, and I play Percy Byron, the Exile, a Victorian monster hunter and half-sister to Ada Lovelace. Percy tried to time travel to 1666 to stop the summoning of an apocalyptic demon, but something went wrong, and she landed here in the present day. I'm Josh, and I play Ginny Greenteeth, the Spellslinger. In the Dark Ages, soothsayer Ginny was chased from her village under suspicion of witchcraft. Now, many centuries later, she is the proud owner of a local tourist attraction and gift shop in Sheridan. I'm Nat, and I play Gwynedd the Divine. Gwyn was once a shield maiden of the triple goddess, the Morrigan. After interfering with one of her schemes by rescuing a mortal man, the Morrigan banished Gwyn to live life as a duck in what became Sheridan's Duck Pond. Now released from her curse thousands of years later, Gwyn is trying to forge a new life as part of the local National Trust team is finding it difficult to stay under the radar. The best match is something called a bar guest. It possesses like-minded mortals to guard a territory against trespassers. Hey, you kids! The mist forms around him into the shape of a giant black dog. You're not meant to be here. Ginny's going to attempt to form a magical dog lead. It has been secured to a spot in the middle of the green. But if it's leashed, then that gives us an opportunity to do a big magic. Should we pitch it to the townsfolk as they protest to retain public use of the abbey? Uh So we need somebody to 
bar the village green and we need somebody to uh, persuade Polly to give you all a hand gathering up townspeople. I vote Graham does not go and convince Polly. Agreed. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Percy, do you want to speak to Polly? Sure. Uh, shall I do the barring or do I need to do something later on? Well, we'll always do something later on. Oh, that's true. Can I, can I get my, uh, my, my new security guard friend mm. maybe to radio his fellow mm. comrades and say that this area is covered and is fine? That is going to require a roll. Uh, but that's going to be a manipulate, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, no. Maybe you should do your thing, Josh. <laughs> and I can help you. Maybe, maybe yeah. it can kind of, like, it's a kind of, you, you can just take his radio and that becomes part of this spell that he's mm. doing. Because yeah. it's like okay. a magical message that goes out that bars the from this That's place. nice. Yes, mm. That's I like nice. that. Uh, so I'm using magic, correct? Yes. Rolling plus weird. Uh, that is uh, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Graham could help to bump it up to a full success if you want, or you can just take a glitch. Shall we just accept the glitch? Um, I tell you what, why don't I just take it on as another harm? Because it's okay. unlikely we're going to fight again. So, <laughs> so Ginny is weakened further by this magic. As you're you incorporating the walkie-talkie into this spell, there is a squeal of magically reinforced feedback from it that just goes right through your head. Because your splitting headache causes you one harm. <laughs> so, but we have now blocked any uh, Lundor employees from yeah. being able to enter into this. Yeah, space. What, what do they all hear on their walkie-talkies? I guess convincing them that um, the situation is under control. Keep an eye on the high street. Mm. Mm. Send them all somewhere else. Send them all or somewhere send else. them back to the abbey. Or back maybe. to the abbey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's far away. Yeah, the furthest point. Yeah, reinforcements needed at the abbey. Yeah. yeah. Village Green situation under control. Situation normal at the Village Green. P&Q reinforcements redirect to uh, Abbey Link's site. Repeat, P&Q forces redirect to Abbey Link's site. Okay, we now have a safe space. I'm off to talk to Polly. The suffragitsu group has basically got everybody to just go back in the pub. Mm-hmm. So the pub is now has a weird atmosphere uh, inside the Duck and Parsnip of people who are already starting to lose the memory of what they were scared yeah. of but still definitely remember that mm-hmm. they left the pub and something scary was there and they don't want to go back yeah. out there again yeah polly doesn't even remember that mm-hmm. and is sort of at the bar trying to get around even though it's kind of last order's time and a bit confused about why everybody seems so on edge mm-hmm. oh uh, hello polly did you see what happened outside uh, something, something did definitely. Um, I was leaving, but then I decided to come back in. Yeah. Well, what happened was one of those security employees assaulted a local townsperson for no good reason. What? That's I know. Ridiculous. Absolutely. We were saying earlier in the library, weren't we, about how mad it is that they're taking over all of the uh, spaces, even yeah, though it's completely unnecessary. Bullied poor Mrs. McGrew. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So a, a group of us are, are going to do a protest right now out on the uh, on the green. Well, right now, like an impromptu protest. Yeah, yeah. They're the most effective ones. And um, we're just going to... Just a peaceful protest. Um, but we want as many people as possible to come. So, I mean, everyone here knows you and really likes you. Um, I'm sort of, you know, newish to town. It'd be great if you could do a little announcement and um, get everyone's attention and get everyone outside to to, to join in with it. And, and they could all use their um, mobile telephones to get all of their local friends down as well. Roll plus charm. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, thank God. <laughs> 
Okay, so that is, it's a 10. Yes! Uh, they'll do it for the reason that you gave them. Great! Yeah. Assaulting people, like they, these goons, these renter cops come uh, into our town and start beating yeah. people up. This yeah. is ridiculous. Right, everybody! And she like gets up on the bar and yeah. starts gathering everybody to, to join. Great. Someone posts it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Grab your torch and pitchfork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, your candle and your best holding of hands hands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> holding hands. Yes. Graham doesn't have this. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he can hold a lot of people's hands at once, though. Yeah. They might not realise why or how. <laughs> They're like, Definitely I feel like he's like holding it. my hands, but he's also holding yours, isn't he? Um, I do not want to investigate no. that further. I will not be going anywhere near Do you anyone. think that's going to be enough people, or do I need to contact the National Trust team as well? I mean, it wouldn't hurt, but that's definitely enough people. Can we just assume they're there? Yeah. Yeah. All the NPCs. <laughs> if it's been if it's been tweeted and posted on the local Facebook. I feel like group. maybe Judith is part of your group. Oh, already. she probably is. Mm. She's a legend, so yeah. she would be. Yeah. She, I mean, she had an experience in the woods, and now yeah. she wants to defend herself. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was probably at the pub, and she's like with the rest of the suffragette group, and she'll have texted all of the. Uh, yeah. On the National Trust WhatsApp group. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. The Gwyn is not caught. Oh, they're, still on, they're all on WhatsApp. They don't even have Slack. No. no. Um, can we assume that um, Beryl and Charlton and Dennis are there as yes. well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, nice. But not Mangrove. Not Jack not Mangrove. No, he might have turned up on a bad roll there. To, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Guys, 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 guys. No, no. I hear you, I hear you. I understand. I'm a big fan of grime music, guys. Yeah. There are good people on both sides. Yeah, that's the important thing you've got to realise, yeah. After a little while, uh, enough time for the message to get out and people to gather, uh, people gather on the village green and pause and are, and are very taken aback by the fact that they can see a giant spectral hound pacing around its mm-hmm. leash in the middle of the green uh, and kind of look to all of you seem to be the organisers mm-hmm. and the ringleaders for like is this some what some of them immediately just turn and run let's uh, just spread the word that it's a symbolic hologram yeah. to yeah. represent yeah. it's a projection yeah yeah so a few a few run away but uh, that lie is enough to get enough people for your ritual. Sweet. As you've been waiting for people to gather, Ginny, you've been starting to feel a kind of static in the air, a kind of tingle, a kind of singing in the telegraph lines that you know is kind of the hallmark of the kind of magic that the Sorcery Guild employs. Ooh. You get the sense that there is attention has been turned to events here on the village green. Nobody's showed up in person yet, but you can just feel on the edge of consciousness mm. the potential for interference. Here. Is it something that I, in the big magic role, I can attempt to disperse? Absolutely, yeah. So I guess, uh, are we now all holding hands in a mm-hmm. big circle, or yeah. singing, yeah. Or swaying? Maybe several concentric circles. Oh, yeah. that'd be lovely. Are we in the yeah. middle circle? Oh, yeah. We're the most important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And also no one wants to stand next to me, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll stand next to you. Yeah. scary ghost dog. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, most of the circle's facing outwards. Mm-hmm. It makes people more comfortable with the ghost dog. Yeah. And also it's kind of like, we're looking outwards at our mm. community mm. kind of thing. Defending. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Polly's standing on the wrecked car. Uh, the car with the bench embedded in it 
Look what they did! Look yeah, what they yeah. did, everybody! <laughs> yeah, Those Jin- thugs! Junie's just lying. <laughs> yeah, look what sort of... No, this sort of thing never happened before we let these renter cops in. Look how they've assaulted us all. We're all battered and bruised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they badly injured an a upstanding member of the National Trust team and a professional accountant who does many of your many of your accounts here in mm. Sheridan. We don't ask him to, but he does. <laughs> you feel the charge of their feeling beginning to suffuse this warded space ready to be shaped, ready to be fed to the bar guest as part of this ritual. There's a use magic roll to be done, because this is big magic, you get plus one to this as well. Because I've got an ability called go big or go home. Oh, nice. Ginny loves a bit of big magic. Okay, I'm going to roll these dice individually. (laughs) So first dice is a two. The second dice is a three. (laughs) Five uh, plus three is eight. I could use my luck and turn that into a twelve. I really want this to work, and I think it's going to be a lovely ending if it mm. goes really well. I mean, you're going to get the effect that you want. Mm. It's just that at the moment, mm. there's going to be a glitch. Mm. That the next group of guys that play this game will have to deal <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mark a luck. <gasps> oh, he's doing it. To he's turn that into a lovely it. 12. Magic works as intended without any glitch. So this is... Uh, if The effect is basically communicate with a being that you don't share a language with you're kind of feeding the communal love for the uh, the town mm-hmm. the de- kind of feeling of defense against interlopers and outsiders that all of the townspeople are feeling that's been whipped up by polly you're feeding all of that into the bar guest what does this look like because this is still Ginny doing magic so mm-hmm. it still has her flavor to it well she's clutching graham i don't want to say his hand because his tentacle in one <laughs> hand and uh, i guess Grinnid in the other. She's locked eyes with Percy across across the our little ring in the middle, um, and we're all sort of swaying and singing. Um, <laughs> oh Percy God. is rolling her eyes, <laughs> chanting, right, some form of chanting. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's almost as if the magical energy is rising up from each and individual person within the green. It's like there's a, a firefly that just releases from every single person, mm. and they all rise up slowly. And as they do. The magical energy starts to take form, and suddenly the village room is filled with bunting and with festoon lighting. <laughs> oh. And it's the most community-led feeling that Sheridan has experienced for a long time. And all the lights sort of come together in the centre, and our four lights also rise up, but they're slightly bigger and slightly brighter and burn uh, even more intensely. And it all comes together and forms, and then slowly hovers towards the bar guest. The spectral form of the bar guest changes, so where it had taken on elements of the security guards it's been using as hosts, it had handcuffs for teeth, it had tasers for claws, it had LED torches for eyes. It now starts to take on softer, more friendly, more community-focused, more kind of our group's aesthetic. Is it kind of? Is features. it a golden retriever? <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of you know ch- that is that kind of change from the big guard dog Doberman to the slightly more friendly golden retriever. Its eyes, uh, rather than being harsh LED torches, become more like kind of will o' the wisps or fireflies. What about yeah. the the handcuff on Gwyn's arm? What happens to that? Sort of that thing? that it took from the security guards. It it's a physical handcuff, so oh. it stays there. Um, but start. But it feels slightly less cold against mm-hmm. your skin, and 
having undergone this softening, this transformation, the bar guest once again melts into mist, leaving an unconscious security guard lying in the middle of this hippie circle. And you can feel it, those of you that are attuned to the uh, ley lines in the areas around here, moving out along one of those ley lines out to the Rosebriar Forest, where it will roam until called. Lovely old job. Alright lovies, it's me, Matt, your compare, reminding you to please take your litter with you when you leave the auditorium after the show. While the cast gets ready for their next scene, shall we have a quick flick through the programme? Can you believe it's the end of another production already? This episode is the final act of Bad Dog. Next week we'll have a backstage episode looking back at the production, and then we're closing the main house to get ready for another studio production. In that show, I'll be joined by Marta De Silva, Strat, Ellen Gould, Chris McLennan and Helen Stratton for a game of The Andromeda Ward. In The Andromeda Ward, we play the cast and director of a cult classic, cancelled, zero-budget paranormal hospital melodrama, and also play them playing their characters in that programme. It's got a flavour of the Goes Wrong show and a healthy dose of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, if you're familiar with either of those. And because of when this production is going out, we put a little bit of extra holiday spin on the game as well. Now, normally, I say that our backstage episodes are nice optional extras, and you can grab them if you're interested, but that the story acts work without them. That's going to be a bit different with the Andromeda Ward. The game actually has backstage sections kind of built in, and they're absolutely part of the story and part of the gameplay. So even if you normally skip the backstage episodes, which is absolutely fine, I would really recommend that you grab them this time, otherwise you're going to be missing out. The Andromeda Award is by Chloe Mascheter, and illustrated by Gerald McDermott. If you want to get an idea of the game before our production, you can find it at rollflipdraw.co.uk, along with a lot of other interesting games and theatre work. Well, that's all from me for this production. While I nip off to call beginners for this next scene, I'll just point you to one last thing in your programme, and that's an ad for Monster Hour, another Monster of the Week actual play set in the town of Firmament, Colorado. The Monster Hour gang are right in the thick of their final arc right now, so if you've been waiting for a good time to catch up, that time is now. Get current so we can all be excited about the endgame together. Then, please take your seats once again in the main house, as we bring down the curtain on Vigil, Bad Dog. Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Hour, an actual play podcast about going to school, arguing with your parents, and ruining your favourite outfit while hunting horrible monsters. Narrative-driven and crisply edited, painfully relatable characters. Monster Hour follows unlikely heroes JR. Super suspicious. That's sort of my deal. Constance. I may be a bit of a know-it-all, but I might actually know it all. And Alvin. I'm monstrous. As they unravel the sinister mysteries of a strange Colorado town. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, Buffy, or the Adventure Zone Amnesty, you'll love Monster Hour. Tune in for new episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.
Gwyneth, where do you next meet the Morrigan? I feel like after this, maybe there's a little bit of like people hang out and like mm-hmm. chill on the green. Yeah. The, maybe the pub uh, extends hours and rather than having a lock in, does <laughs> a sure take the take the glasses out, just bring them back kind yeah. of thing. But people do nice. because community. <laughs> That's Everyone's right. in that mood tonight. Now. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little bit of camping out on the green with a nice chill atmosphere. And then uh, as things start winding up, I think. Gwyn starts heading back into the forest and just kind of on the edge there is a tree with some ravens in it and she looks around seeing no one else about flies up and sits on the branch. What have you learned tonight, Gwyneth Thricekirst? That it's possible. We could have beat that thing into submission but actually the thing that worked best was... It sounds quite cheesy, but making an ally of it. Looking at the bigger picture. By changing the thing's essential nature. The essential nature was going to harm the innocent. Is it better to do that or to get rid of it entirely? Just a single raven says... Do you believe the essential nature of a thing can be changed? Or is this only a temporary swing of the pendulum in one direction? I think it depends on the thing. I think it's quite hard to say for everyone. I wouldn't dream of insinuating that you would change if you didn't want to. Half an eyelid glanced sideways at the raven. (laughs) And well, you should not with. When we came to you, when we rediscovered that you were walking once again in the world. I will say once again, it was not my intention. That was them. They sort of summoned me, so... We put to you a task, a mission, and we offered you a reward, a return to our side. We did not ask whether you would accept this boon if you learned it in our eyes. We ask this now. I've grown quite accustomed to these people in this town. Do you think there's any way that I can do both? Stay here, protect them, as your envoy. Guardianship is in our nature, Gwyneth. You know this. Battle also is in our nature. A lot of battle to be seen round here, it seems. Although not always. We'll think on it. But perhaps... Our goals are not incompatible. Perhaps there is a way forward for us all. I hear there's lots of mortals practising paganism, petty magics around here. Suppose they might be more interested in uh, saying a few prayers for you. 
if they were to know more about you, knew that you might be a possible ally of the town, maybe? You've piqued our, our interest, interest Gwyneth. Gwyneth. You, you have presented, presented thinking that, that we, we had not, not considered. considered. And, and we, we are, are considering, considering it. it. But until we make a decision, the terms of your return to the mortal world stand. There will be more tests, more trials, but know that your actions so far have spoken loudly. I understand. I do have one question, though. You have earned one answer. I suppose I probably should ask more pertinent, worldly, important questions, but... Uh, do you know... Is it purely a coincidence that uh, the young man that works in the gift shop looks like him? This truth we know There is no coincidence in this world. This world is story. Motifs weave through all. We believe this is no coincidence either. This one has done nothing to wrong you this time. Not yet. But we have our eyes on him, as well as you. I understand. We will be watching. Expect nothing less. And the ravens take flight. Gwen returns to mop in the forest. <laughs> so emo. Seriously. Percy. Hello. The house hunt continues oh. now that that is over. Hey. Bring back Toby. You've got the packs. Would you go uh, into the estate agent's office? Uh, would you go out on another viewing, do you think? My idea was that Percy ends up basically having a guardianship arrangement mm-hmm. where she lives on site at the Abbey. Yeah, nice. I like it. Uh, which means you still need to go and let Toby down. Yes. Okay, cool. So that that's the scene. Yeah. Is at the, the estate agent's office on Market Street. Mm-hmm. So there's still reconstruction work going on. But there's like the feeling of grimness hanging over Market Street has lifted. Great. Uh, and it's feeling more bustling and more kind yeah. of normal. And the market is getting getting going again. Yeah. The estate agent's office is there. Toby takes you into one of the partitioned off cubicles yeah. to have a chat. Uh, okay, great that you're back. Uh, so uh, have you had a chance to look through those packs? Yeah, I just slammed them down <laughs> on the desk in front of him. These, Toby? Yeah, those. Yeah. Some real gems in there, I've got to tell you. Sure. I mean... I will not be taking any of these. Oh, that's a real shame to hear. Really, a real, real shame. Isn't it just? And uh, as he's as he's giving you these uh, condolences, he reaches across and he places a hand on your wrist and his hand is hot. No. Flames blaze in the backs of his eyes. And he doesn't seem to be as far along as some of the possessed people you've met because he's not breathing smoke yet. Yeah. But as he touches you, as his skin touches yours, the feeling is unmistakable. This is a man containing a fragment of your nemesis. Oh, no. 
he speaks and you hear the voice in your head as well through the skin contact. Persephone, I thought perhaps it might be best to take a more persuasive approach. See and understand. And a vision fills your mind. And this is the thing from your past that you're discovering from uh, Mm -hmm. spending luck. A vision that is kind of a fast forward through time from 1666 through the decades, through the centuries, to the present day. From some sort of point of view within the flaming demon that is your nemesis that you have been pursuing, that you attempted to go back to 1666 to end before it had started. It is a cacophony of images that are impossible to unpack in this moment, but that perhaps you may get flashes of later. But the thing that you feel through all these images is intent. You feel the demon's intent. You get a glimpse into its psyche and why it has been doing what it's been doing. Persephone, it's all in aid of this. To prevent your flight. To prevent the activation of the machine. To burn this future that should never have been. Together we can do it. We can return things to the timeline that should have been. And then the connection breaks and Toby loses his grip. There is a red handprint smoking on your skin and he is now coughing up smoke. The one house viewing I didn't accompany you on. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Percy's shocked. Uh, I think she just gets up and leaves. Straight away. As the cubicle that Toby's in slowly starts to fill up with smoke. Yeah. Just, like, stands up quickly, chair goes back, just exits, fast exit. Well, because I think she's tempted to do that, because fixing the timeline, so to speak, would mean that she could go back to where she's from. So it's like a gut response and also a way to stop her from just immediately accepting the deal. Soz Toby. (laughs) Not that I want all estate agents to burst into flames, but... Ginny and Graham, as you return to the Grove of Oddities, perhaps? Yeah, why not? When you return to the the little tumble-down shop and the cave of fireflies and the stone circle... There is a man in a suit outside the shop that Ginny recognises as Max Dashwood, CEO of Lundor Group and a reasonably high up member of the Sorcery Guild. Ginny, a moment of your time. Oh, hello, love. I'm sorry, we're not not open at the moment. Uh, Do I know you? Perhaps not uh, rude of me. Um, Here's my card. Oh, dear. (laughs) I better take that. And she shakes her hand unnecessarily. (laughs) Who are you? Uh, Oh, my name is uh, Max Dashwood. Oh, Matt Dashwood. What a lovely name. I'm I'm here representing the Lundor Group. Oh. Uh, Perhaps we might speak 
privately, the two of us? Certainly, yeah. Graham, would you give us a bit of a long time? Sure, absolutely, if you need anything to shout. Of course. Please, Uh, come on through. I'm going to take him to the circle. Okay, please. And she walks slowly on purpose to wind him up, really, really (laughs) hamming up the doggery old fuckwit roll. He offers you an arm. Uh, She refuses to say, no, no, I, I don't need that. Very well, very well. Yes, very self-sufficient, as I can see. No, I've still got me wits about me. <laughs> yes, well, uh, I just wanted to uh, come along here and give you a advance warning, uh, out of courtesy as, a, as members of a, a similar profession, as twere. He raises a hand and you see a ring on his finger flash and some of the runes on the stone circle start to glow in a very, like, flashy, kind of electrical, actinic way that Ginny has never made them glow. Mm. Smoke rises off the stone. As members of, uh, you know, brethren of a particular way of knowledge, as it were. She straightens up, cricks her neck a little bit, and the... Fire returns to her eyes a bit. She says, might as well drop the axe now, my love. Ah, uh, there you are. Mm. Anyway, uh, won't stay long, won't take up too much of your time. I can see that you've got company, but uh, just thought it would be polite, as I say, as people with an affinity, to... Come along, my love, just spit it out. What are you here for? I haven't got all day. Uh, I'm buying the Grove of Oddities, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. I'm sorry, you'll have to run that by me again. <laughs> my hearing is uh, not what it used to be. It sounded like you said you were going to buy my Grobability. Yes, I'm already in talks with the land registry. The paperwork's half done already. Mm. Basically, our lawyers are on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just thought that, you know, rather than you hear it from the bailiff, so I wanted you to hear it from me. Huh. So how will you do it? Are you going to shoot me or stab me? Because the only way you're going to take the Grove of Oddities is over my dead bloody body. I don't think any kind of rudeness of that calibre is going to be necessary. Oh, this isn't rude. My rude counter is only on a one at the moment, my lord. I can go so much further than this. What are you going to do? Set your new pet on me? First, yes. <laughs> then I might call my shopkeeper, Cameron. He's quite grumpy and uh, might bring in... Might bring in Gwynedd and, uh, and Graham, the, the chap that you met just there, he's, uh, he's got a fiery temper as well. I can see that you've got a lot to think about. Uh, the, uh, the official paperwork will be through the post in a few weeks' time. Uh, wait for that and uh, call my PA if, uh, if you have any further queries. The number's on the card. <laughs> and the ring flashes and he says a few words and the runes on the stone circle flash some more and he disappears in a Crack of lightning. This isn't over, Malcolm. <laughs> if you want to go to war, then you've got a bloody war. While this conversation is happening, Graham, what's going on with you? Well, as we know, when I use luck, I, uh, another sign of the apocalypse comes to pass gloriously. And I've decided that I'm going to uh, pick learn your true name now I, the only way that i think this will really work is when i'm just standing outside of the grove of oddities waiting for whatever's um happening in inside to to sort of transpire is that i get a searing pain 
in my head and um, my true demonic name is roared through to me. Like it's trying to remind me of something, mm. like I have forgotten something, like yeah, like it's it's annoyed, it's angry, it's yeah, I'm kind of rocked and knocked to my feet. It, it is the worst me. like priority email reminder. Mm. Yes. Like with the little red flag. Yeah. And- I haven't decided what my, my, my not demonic name is yet. I'm probably unspeakable to, to human ears. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but is there... We, one thing we discussed in your character creation was that uh, maybe you could start accruing titles. So we have Graham, taker of the throne, accountant to the stars, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> accountant to the stars. <laughs> um... Thrower of benches, thrower of benches. I think the pen, tamer of Vargas, etc. So, is there a more like these are all about your deeds? But do you gain a new title that's more about what you will do? Yeah, it's um, it's just simply um, the forgetful. Well, you forgot your own bloody name, so that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. I know my I know my demonic name, but Mm. I don't use it because it doesn't work for humans. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like but that's just says. a name. That's just a name that is mm. used to refer to you. This, this is the title that you will grow into. Yeah, the forgetful. The forgetful. <laughs> the way that you described the way that it came screaming into your head just made me think about in Fireman Sam when that Bella Lasagna used to go. No, <laughs> you're not far wrong. You're not far wrong. Um, and how does Graham react? Um, as as I said, I'm knocked to my knees, just being like, oh God, oh God, oh God, this, this, this hurts. This is so incredibly painful. And then it's gone again. And I'm just left with it sort of echoing around in my head, just my name followed by the title, The Forgetful. And I'm like, I've no idea what it means. No idea what it means at all. One day we'll find out. I'm sure, soon. Until then, curtain falls. End of production. Yay! Been Vigil, a main house production from Merely Roleplayers. It stars Natalie Winter as Gwyneth, Alexander Pankhurst as Graham, Josh Yard as Ginny Greenteeth, and Ellie Pitkin as Persephone Byron. Sound design for this production is by Natalie Winter, and the theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast, as well as editing and producing the episode. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Roleplayers is a foggy outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on. <laughs>